again. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the show. Yes, it's time for your daily biter news. Don't forget to go over to HarleyLiberty.com and get your daily biker news now. Don't forget to subscribe to us on all our platforms. Boy, I'm in one of them damn moods today. Yes, I'm in one of them moods, especially when it comes to this one story we're going to be covering. I guess a vendor had a Confederate flag flying at their booth. And because some putts started claim, uh, you know, complaining to the dealership, they were made to take it down. <laughs> yes, this from the company that during the 70s and 80s and all that stuff, I'm sure some of the old timers have one of them shirts with the rubber flag on it. So, the hypocrisy of Harley Davidson. Yes. You get the big fat middle finger from me. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever, ever buy another Harley Davidson used or new. Never. Fat boy is the last one. Yes, I cannot stand supporting a company that is a hypocrisy at its best. Not to mention that the new CEO, as we discussed in previous segments, now wants to focus on high-end bikes. Yes, the CVOs, because they feel selling fewer bikes at a higher price is going to make their company better. No, you know what's going to happen is AMF days, but <laughs> that would be good luck for them. They're probably going to go down to the toilet. But, you know, I know all you know your Harley cheerleaders out there are going to bitch and complain about Harley is the only thing you're going to ride. Well, good for you. That's all I have to say is good for you. We got a lot of news coming up today. And, yes, that's one of them. Plus, we got the wall of shame and some East Coast news going on out there. What does everybody think of the uh, COVID spike, man? You know, I get every time I talk about it, I get a lot of the naysayers and conspiracy theorists out there. Uh, my one question is... Do you ever know anybody who had it? And if you did, you would know how bad the damn crap is uh, first off. Uh, and I don't think you'd be saying some of the stuff you really are. So, with that, it is time to get into the news. By the way, if you guys... Whoever's out there that does guitar or something and wants to make a theme song for the show, give me a shout by email, info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. We might be able to work something out. Let me know. Let's get to the news. Okay, before we go on, don't forget at the end of the show, we got my final thoughts, but... We also have an event coming up that you're going to want to take a look at. If you have events that you like us to get the word out, make sure you get it to us about three weeks before the event. Send it to info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. 
and we'll get it out there. It has to be a flyer. Now let's go out to the ProvidenceJournal.com. Yes, we're going to the East Coast today. Actually, most of our stories are on the East Coast, except, you know, that Loveland Harley. You know, that's West Coast, them morons. Anyway, Rhode Island Appeals Suppression of Wiretap in Biker Gang Case. Bye. Katie Malvoni, state prosecutors are asking the Rhode Island Supreme Court to overturn a ruling that threw out crucial wiretap evidence. Yes, crucial wiretap evidence in a case accusing motorcycle gang members and their associates of trafficking drugs and running guns. Let's learn about uh, why they're so butthurt. Attorney General Peter Norano's office is asking the high court to reverse a July 2019 ruling by the Superior Court Judge Nettie C. Vogel that suppressed wiretap evidence gathered after July 13, 2017 from the phones of Derek McGuire. Authorities cast McGuire 35 of Burrowville as the leader of the state chapter of the Pagan's Outlaw Motorcycle Gang and a wound socket drug trafficking enterprise. Vogel concluded in the case of McGuire and 20 of his associates that under state law, only the Superior Court presiding justice or the next senior Superior Court judge can authorize wiretap interceptions. Oh, it sounds like a lot of their case is gone. Bye-bye, out the window. You know, it's funny that they're talking about wiretaps and stuff. You know, a lot of people, you know, I don't care about your political leanings or all that stuff, but that stuff that happened at the federal level with Flynn and the unmasking, a lot of that has to do with what happens to us normal citizens. And look at this case right here. Right here, they found that the original judge anyway, that... Only, you know, a presiding justice or the next uh, senior superior court judge can authorize wiretaps. This can have a big outcome on the case. Yes. In McGuire's case, presiding justice Alice B. Gibney asked Judge Melania Wilk Thunberg to handle the warrants in the case while Gibney was out on medical leave. Gibney did so because it would have created a conflict from the most senior Superior Court Judge, Robert Krause. To do so and later preside over the cases, according to the lawyers involved in the case. Krause handles the bulk of the state's gun cases, including those of McGuire and his co-defendants. McGuire, who had been held without bail, was released on home confinement following the ruling. He faces more than 220 narcotics and weapons charges. Lawyers for the state, <laughs> the state, argue in a pre-briefing statement to the high court that Vogel got it wrong, that the law gave Gibney the authority to designate Thunberg to perform presiding justice duties, such as handling warrants for wiretaps in her absence. The state argues, too, that the U.S. Supreme Court precedent allows the admission of evidence seized on good faith. When has the government ever had good faith when it comes to cases like this? I say never. Never, never, never. 
Reliance on a search warrant. <laughs> yeah, good faith. Ask the ones at the top how that worked. As was the case in the McGuire case, Christopher Bush wrote for the state. The state says, too, that Vogel erred in determining that she was required to suppress the evidence based on a strict reading of the state's wiretap act. Ooh, you can tell that the... Freaking attorneys on this one? <laughs> They're in a pizzy right now. Lawyers from McGuire and his co-defendants countered that the state is raising the same arguments Vogel rejected in July of 2019. And this is a year later, and now they're just doing this stuff, and these guys have been on house arrest, and I, 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 I don't see anything in here saying that, uh, you know, they did anything wrong, so why keep on going? Because their case is jeopardized now, that's why. The law governing wiretaps requires the senior Superior Court Justice to act in Gibsney's absence. Further, McGuire's lawyer, John F. Silistine, argues that the federal and state Supreme Court precedent requires suppression or suppression when actors have not strictly complied with wiretap law. Basically, most of their case is gone. If they don't have wiretaps, it's gone. I'm sure they got a you know a couple freaking snitches in there, but uh, finally he asserts that good faith exception is designed to deter police misconduct and not to punish errors made by judges. Well, you know, in these days and times, it's not looking good for police misconduct, is it? For almost a year, state and federal agents wiretapped at least seven defendants' telephones. Don't use your telephone when you're doing stuff. Basics 101. Geez. Capturing, they say, his re recruitment to lead a new Rhode Island chapter of the Pagan's Outlaw Motorcycle Gang and documenting his illegal drug operation. The investigation. Dubbed Operation Patched out led to 29 raids in May of 2018. I remember that because we were covering it back then. And the seizure of drugs and weapons, including a rocket launcher. You know, I think that thing was just a prop. That's just my... If it wasn't, man, they got some cojones carrying that thing around. Uh, 50 people were arrested and charged with crimes, authorities say... Two, uh, tied to wound socket based motorcycle gangs, the Pagans and the Cripmen. Uh, then it goes on to talk about uh, there's a 1274 page affidavit chronicle to the state police investigation into biker activity that began in February 2017. Uh oh, when a confidential source, a rat told detectives that members of the Thug Riders were dealing drugs and that tensions were growing among Rhode Island's many motorcycle clubs. Yes, we're going to keep on following this story. Very interesting to find out what the ruling is going to be at this one. Uh, now, this one right here is uh, Atlantic City is trying to ward off some protests because they don't want to have another embarrassment nj.com uh, and I went to uh, the part where they're talking to biker stuff we cannot afford another embarrassment small said this is the time for everyone to step up we cannot have people coming in from out of town destroying our businesses destroying our properties and destroy Atlantic City's good name <laughs> good name you're funny 
<laughs> Small, here we go. Also address reports that the Pagans Motorcycle Club was headed to the city Saturday. Quote, I learned some information that the Pagans Motorcycle Gang was supposed to come here and try to intervene. That is all fine and dandy. However, we are going to take care of our affairs here in the city of Atlantic City. Did he just like give a go-ahead on a wink-wink there? You guys caught that, right? It's a wink-wink. The Pagans have been beefing up their membership in New Jersey. State officials said this packed October during public hearings about outlaw motorcycle clubs. The club has always been strong in South Jersey, but evidence show they are growing in the North too. State law enforcement officials estimated that they have 300 members and 17 chapters throughout the state, with a 50% increase in chapters over the past three years. Yes, I, I don't know, man. I think he gave a wink-wink there, man. All fine and dandy. Yeah, he gave a wink-wink. Uh, anyway, the story is by Chris Franklin of AJ, or NJ.com, Atlanta City, trying to ward off George Floyd protests that could bring pagans bikers to town. Yes. Now to the story I was complaining about in my opening. The Coloradian. Dot com, you schmucks out there. Thunder Mountain Harley Davidson takes down vendor's Confederate flag following complaints by Pat Fuhrer, Fort Collins, Colorado. A Confederate flag flying in front of a Thunder Mountain Harley Davidson in Loveland was removed after the dealership received complaints. The flag was put up by Lindy's Patches. Rock on, man. We love you. We support you here over at Insane Throttle. And I know a lot of our listeners do, too. A vendor that occasionally sells biker paraphernalia and patches, including some with the Confederate emblem. You know, that's one thing I'll talk about. Uh, I actually got this coming out in a op-ed on Saturday. Uh, 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 yeah, I'll talk to it in final thoughts. At Thunder Mountain at Crossroads Boulevard and Interstate 25, owner Lydia Morgan stood by her right to display the controversial flag under the First Amendment. You know, what's so controversial about it? It's been around. It is what it is. It's just you snowflakes on the left get your butt hurt. And next thing you know, you complain and these freaking politicians sit there and pull on your yankers because they're too afraid to stand up for what's right. Well, I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't either. It's a part of my freedom of speech, she said in a brief interview before declining to answer further questions from the Coloradian. Why don't you guys reach out to me? I'll give you a little insight. This is just getting blown out of proportion. Well, of course it is. Everything from them people are. The Confederate flag is viewed as a symbol of hate. Oh, ouch. No, 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 no. And has come under renewed criticism. Thanks, yeah, freaking Nikki Haley, you schlucking witch. It started with you in South Carolina. As cities work to remove Confederate monuments from public areas amid protests and discussion of racial injustice. You know, I always find that, th I'll get to that later. Floyd, a black man, we all know that stuff. And then Mississippi, them schlucks down there, you know, they want, they're removing the Confederate emblem from its flag. 
Uh, Lydia said the flag was up at her booth for less than an hour. Somebody's from the dealership came out and said there were complaints, so we w wouldn't fly it and took it down. I would have kept it up. Uh, Kyle Hendricks, a Dylan. Here's the freaking rat, Kyle H Hendricks. Kyle, you're a, you're a rat of Dylan. You you guys can look that up on Facebook and maybe give him you know a piece of your guys' mind. Notice the flag while driving on I-25 toward Fort Collins to visit his friends, uh, James Combs. Quote, it was quite large. It was hard not to notice. I did a double take. That's not really Confederate flag, is it? But it was. Hendricks told Combs about the flag, and they called the dealership to complain. Uh, by the way, can you guys call the dealership and give them hell, too? I'd really appreciate it. I told them it's sending a bad message and being on the Harley-Davidson property. You know, uh, of course, Harley-Davidson, they're going to swing on their balls. Uh, you know, not to mention that half the people that ride their bikes have it on their vest. I suggested they take it down because it would look bad for Harley, not us. It's on their property and they weren't saying no to it. Baby, babies, you freaking leftists, man. You, you really burn my balls the way you guys go through life. You really do. You're whiners. That's what you are. You're whiners and you're weak. Combs said the receptionist apologized and said his complaint was the second they received. Including from one customer who was so offended she said she was taking her business elsewhere. Bye-bye! It's supposed to be a biker dealership. Bye-bye! That's the type of people we now got in this lifestyle. A bunch of freaking snowflakes. Thunder Mountain. Okay, Thunder Mountain. Make sure you look it up. Thunder Mountain, Harley Davidson, call and start giving. If they want to see complaining, give them some complaints. Seriously, get on the phone, give them some complaints. Did not respond to repeated calls. Of course they won't. Uh, Hendricks and Combs visited the store after their phone call to see if Thunder Mountain had taken action. Really? You freaking rats. Anyway, Harley Davidson recently posted a statement on its corporate web website denouncing racism, hate, and intolerance after racist comments were posted on one of its dealer's ownership's pages. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That is the Colorado one. We'll talk later on that one, won't we? Okay, let's go to the wall of shame. Wall of shame. Corey Graff. He's the one who sends it in. Corey is a listener to the show, and he really helps on this segment. That's why we call it Corey Graff's uh, wall of shame. Woman found at scene of car accident leads to San Antonio police officer's arrest. Let's take a listen. Developing right now, San Antonio police have arrested one of their own. Officer Jonathan Montalvo is accused of violating terms on an emergency protective order. Last night, police say he was... Jonathan, you're in the wall of shame. ...guardrail along I-10 and USA Boulevard. His passenger was his girlfriend, which is someone he was not supposed to be in contact with. He was previously arrested for assaulting her, and now he'll be on temporary administrative leave pending. Uh-oh! You are on the wall of shame there, Jonathan. You did something you shouldn't be doing. A freaking order of potential. Don't they freaking take the cops' badges and stuff away if that's the case, if they got an order of protection against them? 
I'm just saying. I'm asking, man. It's a legit question. So, yeah. You know, Jonathan, you are now in the wall of shame. Congratulations, you schmuck. Okay, Snake River Bros. Rally in the Valley. It's their 15th annual. It was established in 2001, it says. Murtaugh Lake, Idaho. They're going to have $40 weekend passes. 17 and under are free with paid adult. So I guess it is for everybody. Uh, July uh, 10th and the 11th. Uh, live music, camping, poker run, raffle, silent auction. You name it. Pinbox Posse is gonna or Pinbox Posse yeah, is gonna be playing. Uh, Black to, uh, Top Mojo. Contact info: Jeremy Madison two zero eight three one six eight zero two one. Vendors: You call Julie two zero eight four one zero zero nine one six. And uh, camping is a uh, limited availability. S R B. R-A-L-L-Y dot brownpapertickets.com. Yes, get your tickets now if you're out in Ohio or Idaho. Yeah, my fault. Anyway, my final thoughts, please, uh, for the love of God. I am asking you to call Thunder Valley Harley-Davidson in Colorado and voice your displeasure. It is real funny how things are starting to play out now in this country. And I try to keep politics out of it. I try. I do a lot of politics with op-eds and stuff over on HarleyLiberty.com. But this has to apply to the biker scene. What you're seeing now is what was happening in the 70s and 80s when clubs and motorcycle guys, uh, that's what the citizens call them, we're wearing Nazi flags, all that stuff. It was meant to intimidate people. And I guess just the word Aryan intimidates people because you've seen what happened up uh, in Minnesota with the Aryan Cowboys. And by the way, good uh, interview by Black Dragon with them. Uh, but you see how they were profiled right out of the gate. The pictures that she showed was of them walking away. And it was like she had a prepared statement on her Facebook page. But... You know, I've been called racist all week long since I started covering this. And hey, that's all right. That's fine. Uh, I'm a proud Peckerwood. That's the way it is. I'll never, you know, be ashamed of that. Uh, but I guess my certified white boy patch on my vest, my proud Peckerwood, uh, my Confederate flag patches on my vest, uh, people are going to have a problem with. Oh, well, you know, it is what it is. It was always better. It was when citizens looked at you bad anyway, you know. I know we're in a different modern time, as a lot of people try to remind me. Uh, but I think it's actually a better time for bikers. But profiling is going to be bigger nowadays. It is. Profiling is going to get out of hand because now the Leos are actually going to have an excuse. Because of one woman's word or allegation against a club, now they're under investigation and could have criminal charges against them. My question is, where's the Leo with all these other people tearing down monuments and stuff? Simple question. Anybody have an answer? No, they're hiding like a bunch of chumps. But that's Leo, ain't they? 
They love to go around and push that power until somebody takes that power away from them. Now they're running like scared little rats. Scared little rats. That's just like, you know, when they throw on three-piece rockers, which I do not know why they do. If they don't like bikers so much, then they shouldn't try to imitate us. But, you know, they might get into a bar fight, and the first thing they do is pull up the damn badges. First thing! So, read that app that I got coming out Saturday morning. I really get deep down into this stuff. Because if you don't start standing up and fighting, and I think this is the perfect time to fight back against motorcycle and motorcycle club profiling. Perfect time. Because Leo's on the defensive. And when that happens, you got to go on the offensive. Get involved. Perfect time. Because if you don't, you're going to see a lot more incidences of what is happening up in Minnesota in your part of the town. Yes, you're going to see that. And for those who think what Harley Davidson is doing with the Confederate flag, by the way, that they made money on is right, you're a schlock. You're a schlock. I don't care if you're a so called modern woke biker, you're a schlock. You're a motorcycle enthusiast. Because the minute you go around telling people what they can and cannot wear, you're a schluck. Just saying. And I'm very proud of my patches. Yes, I am. Very, very proud. You can actually see, uh, I think, uh, a picture of the vest over on our Instagram. Yes, go over to Instagram because I actually do a lot of videos over there that uh, you won't see on my other platforms. Also, uh... People are asking how they can get a feed off of HarleyLiberty.com. You can through Twitter. That's all our Twitter is about is our feed from HarleyLiberty.com. That way you can pick and choose the stories you guys want to read instead of going through everything to try to find what you're trying to get ahead of. Uh, so, yeah, go over there. But, again, if you guys can do me that favor and uh, just give them hell at Thunder Bay Harley, man, in Colorado. That is just the worst freaking thing I've heard all damn week. Uh, I am so sick of this PC stuff happening in this country. Everybody's feelings are getting hurt. And it's infiltrated the biker scene. Something that we would have never, ever thought would have happened. Also, again, if you play music guitar, uh, would like to come up with a theme song for the show, give me a uh, shout out at info at insanethrottlebikernews.com. I'll work with you. If it's good, we'll come up with a price and stuff like that. But until then, I'll talk to you guys later. I say goodbye, baboon, adios, ciao, so long, get your hat jacked. The show is now available on Spotify and all major platforms, including iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and more. Don't forget to become a subscriber on any one of these platforms so you can be notified right away when our weekly episode is uploaded so you never miss an episode. Hi, this is James Hollywood Machikari. Join our YouTube channel and get Motorcycle Madhouse and tons of videos related to the bikers. Join now by subscribing for free and become part of the crowd today. Always free and always entertaining. Don't forget to visit us at www.harleyliberty.com for your daily biker news. Rock on!